The final cuts for the Arizona Coyotes have put been put in place, and there's some injuries we got to report as well. Plus, that just means the final roster and the opening day roster for the Arizona Coyotes is here. We'll break all of that down in today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Stay locked in. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to the show, everyone. I'm Robin Leonio, your host of this show. I've been, I've been uh, now entering my official second season as host. I've been covering the Coyotes for the last six years or so. I've been super excited to be here talking to you guys about another season um, as we get ready for the 2021-2022 season. Carl Pavlik, joining me on this episode as, as per usual now. Um, as again, because Carl, today... Coyotes don't play today, but today, regular season hockey is going to be played. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, We have the first NHL game of the 2021-2022 season. That's tough to say. Um, It's not going to be the Coyotes. They're not playing until Thursday, but with the season starting up, we're getting some actual hockey movement going. It's It's a fun time. It is fun time. I mean, I'll be paying attention to the night game. Which is uh, the the two expansion teams essentially, ah, one yeah. the Seattle Kraken and the Vegas Golden Knights, um, the babies of the of of the uh, of the league. Even though the Golden Knights are still a good team by now, but yeah. yeah, the that one should be interesting. I think the the Golden Knights are going to do really well against the Kraken, although most people... Oh, did you see the Kraken have a lot of people in COVID protocol? <laughs> yeah, that was a, a nice kind of like start to their franchise. Uh, just a bunch of COVID. Uh, I'm actually kind of interested in the other game that's going on. Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay, two of the better teams in the, the East, kind of mm-hmm. see what they can do. Um Especially in preseason, when everyone's still got energy, let's see how that goes. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll have to see how all that goes. Again, I'm just super excited for NHL hockey to be back, um, and for uh, for everything to you know get closer to feeling like normal. Yeah, well, I mean, this is, we're not normal yet, but we got a full 82 season, 82 game season going, so I'm excited for that. But let's get to the, today's episode, Carl. Let's talk about the last round of cuts for the years in the Coyotes, as well as the injury update. So let's start with the last round of cuts. Um, and that is the Coyotes have sent um, Barrett Hayton and Ryan McGregor, um, which kind of also injured, so we'll mention that later. But um, two to Tucson Roadrunners to essentially help round out their final roster. Yep. That was the final two moves that needed to be made. Um, the uh, Hayton move especially seemed to have drawn a little bit of attention. Uh, Hayton as a first over or first round pick um, a couple years ago is definitely high up in a lot of fans like minds. Uh, I think a lot of people expected him to make the opening night roster, especially since the Coyotes team isn't great, which we'll talk about in uh, next segment. Uh, I do want people to keep in mind though, that he missed most of the preseason. Um, mm-hmm. He, 
played in the first game. He had like just over six minutes in the second game uh, where he registered an assist. And that's been all he's been able to do. So even though I think it's a good move to send a younger guy like Hayton to the AHL to get some experience uh, in a situation like this where he hasn't played in a while, it's definitely the right move, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely the right move. Um, and because, again, like I, 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 I was talking about this with someone at the road when it was game. I'm like, I can't wait till Hayden comes back. And it was like, no, he's going to make the final roster. I'm like, really? You think so? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, 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 I'm like, I'm, a, I'm like, and, and to me, that's nothing against, uh, you know, Barrett Hayden. I think he's a, he's, he, he's a, you know, a fantastic hockey player, but I think he, he he's best served being in Tucson and getting more, and there's no there's no need to rush his development. We talked about this. We've been talking about no need to rush players' players' development. And Hayton is one of those people you don't want to rush. Absolutely, he is like he didn't have a great year last year, and I think part of that was just because the Tucson Roadrunners were not a full organization last year. So it it seems like he got like a year of development, but, but not really, not the same extent that you would get like this year with Jay Verde. Um, I think he, he still has a bit of growth to do as a player. I think he's on track to still be a solid NHL contributor in the next couple of years, but doesn't necessarily need to happen right away. There's no harm in sending him down. Like again, under normal circumstances. And this is not normal circumstances. This is a player who's missed most of his preseason due to injuries. Absolutely. I think that's, uh, and, and, that, and that's the reason why to keep him in Tucson. Um, and the best part is, you know, um, last year there was, there was a little more of an issue of, you know, having him down there because there's not, there's the only people that could watch him are really the scouts. Now you have a, an actual GM down here who can actually tell um john ferguson can pretty much go up to tip bill from like you know what i think hayton's ready yeah yeah definitely like the tucson roadrunners were so understaffed last year with just not having a gm not having their head coach because not having a full coaching head- staff yeah um and i i really don't know too much about like what happened to cause them to crater the way that they did but I think that, you know, it, it it didn't really have much in there. And we saw, like, everyone really was struggling with the Roadrunners, it seems. Um, so I don't blame Hayton. I would have liked to have seen him, like, maybe, like, excel beyond those expectations. But that's a big request for a younger player who doesn't have like the full support system um, that young players have come to rely on. And also just a, during a very turbulent time, like, you know, the COVID year was, was tough for everyone. I cannot imagine it was easy for athletes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but Barry Hayton wasn't the only round of, uh, wasn't the only part of the final round of cuts. And actually there was another one I meant I, that I didn't see earlier, but it ended up happening anyways. Um, but I'll mention that in just a sec, but Ryan McGregor was the last one that was, that, that was put in the press release. Uh, also no surprise. He did not play at all in the preseason because it'd be because of an injury. And, um, you know, he just, because of that, he kind of survived until the last minute. Uh, you probably, and, and we talked about this with the, with the stuff, but Brett, like, let's be honest, he, if he was healthy, he probably would have been sent down the first round. Probably. Um, it, it does kind of make me wonder, like if maybe like Dylan Gunther 
would have stuck around for a little bit longer or if he would have gotten that spot. Uh, I don't know. That's just kind of idle speculation. Uh, I thought McGregor looked pretty good in the um, in the rookie faceoff tournament. Uh, I would have liked to have seen him do something during preseason, but let's see what he can do during and uh, with the Tucson Roadrunners. Yeah, I get, we'll, we'll just have to see on all of that. Um, yep. Again, I, I, I'm McGregor. He's usually like a, uh, I wouldn't say he's definitely I mean, he's not top six, unfortunately. But he's so that's that's just that's just how things go. But let's um, one thing I totally forgot to mention. I think this I saw this. Um, I did I didn't see this until the final roster was put out. Was the sending down of Kojanash, Joseph Kojanash, down to the two uh, yeah. runners. Yeah, he kind of his name was kind of like lost in there. I do remember seeing Kojanash. I think it was the same round of cuts as Mosier, uh, but I may be wrong on that one. Um, the Coyotes got no, like he a was lot sent, of... He was sent down on Friday, actually, with Boko oh. Imama. Oh, yes, yes. Um, and I think, what, Boko needed to like cure waivers, so that got most of the attention. Was that Yeah, it? that's what it was. Yeah. Um, the Coyotes have like a bunch of, of younger players, and I think we expected a lot of them to go to the AHL. Um who is going to be the first call-ups uh, if there's injuries next year? I'm not really sure because there's a, a lot of talent in the Tucson router. So it'll be interesting to watch. It will be interesting to watch. Um, but that sets up. So those those four people that we mentioned, because um, I don't think we mentioned, we did mention them, Imama, um, and, as well as Kojanash, McGregor, and Hayton were part of the final two rounds of cuts to, set, to help round out the final roster. Um, and then that leads us to uh, injured reserve players to kind of that also had to be factored in here in defenseman Kyle Capobianco and forward Alex Galchenyuk. Um, just Coyotes struggling with injuries yet again. Um, <laughs> I do think because um, Victor Sostrom is still on the roster, I think that's the reason Cap- why. I mean, when Capobianco is ready, Sostrom will get sent down. I do strongly think that uh, Capobianco does need to clear waivers. So sending Sostrom down makes the most sense. Like, you know, roster move wise, um, unless Connor Timmons is like really struggling, which I hope isn't the case. We did, we, we all hope it isn't the case. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see a uh, Galchenyuk though. Like when he's, when he's ready, who ends up going back down or who ends up going down to the road runners for the coyotes. Um, because that's a because forward wise, like there are a lot of people who there are no uh waiver eligible forwards, yeah. I mean, there um, are no non waiver eligible forwards, like it's definitely gonna be a, a tough call. Um, but uh, I believe those players are currently listed as week to week, so we got a little bit of time, but we will we will definitely see kind of what happens when they get healthy. Yeah, we'll we'll have to see indeed. Hey, we're gonna get to the actual breaking down of the opening day roster for the Coney's coming up just a sec. But first, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. We are back and better than ever. All eyes are back on the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season. As always, BetOnline is number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season with a new updated site and interface. Even more odds, props, and contests. BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. 
head to the website and use your mobile device. Sign up for a free account today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to receive your bonus from football, basketball, boxing, and hockey right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage for all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. And does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So get rid of that clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, back here on Lockdown Caddies. Once again, Robin Leonio and Carl Pavlik. Uh, before we go any further, I do want to thank you, everyone, for listening to making Lockdown Caddies your first listen today. We really appreciate all your support. Once again, we are free and available on, on all platforms, including now on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe to know when our new episodes drop. But let's now talk about the opening day roster, Carl. Let's start talking about this segment, a huge focus on forwards, um, because I mean, there's no surprises here really with forwards. Nope. It's, I think the, the thing that we start, we start to talk about is just, it's just not good. No, uh, it's, um, I think it's about what we've expected. There was no major like hiccups. Um, I think Dylan Gunther not making the roster. I've like for at least a couple games was the only big surprise for this, but this is what we expected. And you're right. It doesn't look very good. Um, as we talked about during preseason, a lot of these guys have reason to do really well. So we may see a few surprises during the year, but most of the predictions for the coyotes are not good. And the roster kind of supports those. So, I mean, the, Obviously, you have the the stars of the team, and we'll, we'll y'all use stars lightly. Here. Sure. <laughs> I yeah. mean, some of them are still stars. Let's be honest, though. Um, you know, Clayton Keller, uh, Phil Kessel, Nick Schmaltz, um, Lawson Cross. The people like these these are our returners, essentially. You know, and they're yep. they're good. They're good players. I think those all of those pillars I listed are uh, top six forwards. Um. Um, yeah, I would agree. Uh, Kraus, I, I think is maybe, I, I have questions about him. He's uh, borderline like I, top six, maybe a top nine, but yeah, top, top nine, definitely potentially top six. Um, he really stood out in preseason, uh, especially after a year of just hitting post after post, it will be curious to see if Kraus is one of the players who kind of has a, a bounce back that we've, we're going to keep talking about until it's clear that it's not going to happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then rounding out the six, what we have, 
he uh, Dmitry Oshkin could potentially do something if his KHL numbers can translate. Um, and then uh, you know you could potentially get like one of the three former Canucks players up there in top six, like to, to play top six minutes, not full time, but like, I mean, I think Erickson has been in that role. Yeah. Didn't necessarily look out of place. Um, That's what I was going to say. I, I think if anything it would have been Erickson, maybe lad. Uh, lad is top nine. Yeah. That's top nine. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's really rough. Um, but I mean, what would you say the the bottom six is? Uh, Ryan Dezingle, Jay Beagle, um, Liam O'Brien, mm, Travis Boyd. Well, Boyd is going to be an extra. See, I I kind of think O'Brien may be the extra. Interesting. And, and I don't necessarily have too much to justify that. Um, well, I guess one over the other. I guess it would make sense to make O'Brien the extra because O'Brien is, is essentially just another Andrew Ladd, just not as good of a player, just freaking wants to fight. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> Which I don't think that's going to be Ladd during the season necessarily. I'm not oh, sure no. how many. Uh, uh, you dropped the gloves but... during preseason. I don't know if he's going to do it throughout the re- throughout the yeah. year well yeah there's a thing I, I think it was um who was it that said it uh it was jose romero from the arizona republic uh he said that uh he sees liam like Leo, the what liam o'brien is doing he is essentially here to fill in the role that was that was filled by um what previously filled by uh, john hayden from mm. last year which i mean is interesting because I didn't really see Hayden filling that role last year. Like he, he didn't necessarily have any of like the big bruiser moments that you would have expected. But he, um, he was supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> Let, let's kind of see how that goes. Um, honestly, I could see like any of these players really kind of being the, the, the missing forward. Um, Really hoping Galchenyuk. Well, we have fourteen forwards, so two are extras. That's the deal here. Yeah. So both O'Brien and Board can be extras. Um, and then um, Johan Larson. Let's uh, let's just throw his name out there. Uh, and Christian Fisher, returning players, bottom six guys. Um, I have brought this up a couple times. I do kind of like Fisher's evolution as a penalty killer. And I'm kind of curious to see if that uh, continues into this next year. Uh, again, team's going to be really bad, but all these players are fighting for contracts for next year. Um, well, there yeah, look are at the, look 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 at the cap friendly page. It is yeah. Oh boy, there are seven Coyotes players who are currently signed after this year. Seven. That is ridiculous. Uh, Every single person on this roster is going to be playing for another contract. Um, some of them, they're they're probably going to retire. Like you look at what uh, Erickson is thirty six. Um, Anton Stroman, who we'll talk more about um, when we talk about defensemen, he is thirty five. Like 
uh, Andrew Ladd, he's signed for another year at 35. But a lot of kind of older players who are, you know, just kind of reaching the natural end of their hockey careers. Let's put it that way. Yep. Speaking of which, I just realized they, um, Ladd is 35, but he was signed right before he turned 35. So the 35 plus contract term uh, clause does not nah. go into place in this, I guess, because it would show 35 plus like it shows on for Carter Hutton. Yeah, it should. Um, that's interesting. I would need to look more into into Lad's contract. Uh, his lack of visibility um, the past couple of years has really made it difficult to uh, to keep track of him as a player. Um, but you know, he came like honestly, like he is one of the players I think got talked about during preseason a lot because there was no expectation. Yeah, was question if he was even going to play. Yeah, you and I had talked about like if he was going to suit up for a game next year in order to, for the Coyotes to get like that pick that's promised in one of the conditions. Um, but no, he came in, he had a good preseason, he dropped the gloves, looked engaged. Um, the The forward group is bad, but with plenty of mo- small opportunities for for interesting storylines to develop again everyone about just about every one of these players has something to prove and that's potentially a good thing yeah definitely it's a good thing for them um because you know i'd like to see all these guys get contracts next year uh i like when players keep working um but it's also the good thing for the coyotes because some of these guys may get uh traded at the deadline uh, if you're looking for, you know, some veteran talent um, or just kind of like that missing piece, if, if the guys had a good year, they may get moved. And then also we just have uh, Kessel Watch 2021. Like, I don't think anyone expects Kessel to finish the year with the Coyotes. He will not. No. <laughs> he is going to uh, end up getting traded. Uh, I thought it was going to be before, you know, training camp. So you get like Kessel to know your system really well that's not gonna be the case but i'm pretty sure it's gonna be you know before the before the trade deadline this year absolutely but we still got more to get to on breaking down this this roster we'll talk defense and goalies coming up in just a sec um but first i want to tell you guys about rock auto this episode brought to you by rock auto with the ever-increasing number of makes and models it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need so why endure offer pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning is your odyssey an lx or an ex well wait the per- for the person behind the counter ordering the parts on their computer choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto, so why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same part from a chain store or car dealership? When you can go to Rock Auto, a family owned business for serving do it yourselfers for over 20 years. They have everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. And I tell you, I always check out rockauto.com. Whenever I need something new for my Mustang, because I want to make sure that my car is always in tip-top shape. And I want to help you guys do the same thing, too. If you go to rockauto.com, go ahead and check out what is available for your car or truck. Um, And again, you will absolutely love the prices they have available. 
Um, and uh, while you're there, write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. All right, back here on Locked On Coyotes. Robin Leano, Kyle Pavlik. Let's break down more of this Coyotes opening day roster starting defense and goalies. I mean, let's go quickly with goalies just because, I mean, there's only two. <laughs> sure, yeah. Um, and that is the, so I guess I said, Yosef Kozinach was sent down over the weekend. So that leaves your two final goalies is Karel Vejmelka and Carter Hutton. Vejmelka? Uh, a little bit of a surprise. I'm not sure about you. Um, I looked up kind of the original articles from when the Coyote signed him. Check Neckminder. Um, definitely didn't necessarily see him as the as the backup for for Carter Hart in the going into the season. I mean, not like surprised in in some way because I thought like um, Kojinash would be the case. But I re- then I thought to myself, you know, I watched Kojinash play like you know come to Santa, like be part of the San Jose Barracuda for a while when he came down to Tucson. He's not that good. He's yeah. still an AHL level goalie. And why would you put an AHL level goalie as a backup to Carter Hutton or even a starter, potential starter? Like we don't even know like who, who's going to be starting, who's going to be backup. And like, so like, why would you put him in that, in that crate? And obviously I haven't seen Karel Vemelka as, as, as much as I did see um, Kojanosh, but still, like that leaves a huge ash question mark. It's like, mm, I don't like this. Yeah, I mean, the goaltending was always going to be a big question for the Coyotes, um, and I don't think that this is a good duo. Um, it's. I mean, we were spoiled, Kyle, last couple of years. Yeah, the Coyotes <laughs> now have two goaltenders who are getting paid less than a million dollars. the The cap hit is one point five nine two five million for their goaltending which is just phenomenally low um it's gonna be bad um i don't know if anyone knows how bad it's going to be but i am kind of curious to see what um what Carroll can do like he uh, you know he was definitely a big question mark and maybe he could be like that kind of diamond in the rough signing for bill armstrong uh i don't know uh, the team is historically not been great at scouting Europe, but yeah, the team has gotten better at um, building their staff. So maybe we could be looking at something special here. We could be. Maybe again, Nick. Maybe he is that you know that quote diamond in the rough as yours. <laughs> so maybe like, maybe 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 <laughs> like he actually is a decent you know a, a decent goalie, and that we just didn't get a chance. To, we just haven't got a chance to see much of him. Maybe. Like yeah. obviously, we're not going to expect him to be the next, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, Darcy Kemper, but no, and he's only twenty five, so like he's not even going to be like the next what twenty five year old goalie kind of came out of nowhere. Matt Murray, mm-hmm. yeah, Matt Murray isn't even not even not even that good anymore either. But yeah, no, it's not going to be that. He's not going to be like a big thing for the coyotes, but um, I don't, know. we can see goaltending is one of those things where you can never really count it out because I don't think most people understand goalies in general. Uh, but what about the, the defenseman? Any real surprises for you there? Um, 
no, in, in some ways, no, but in some ways, yes. I mean, like, I thought Soderstrom was going to get sent down, but because of the Capo Bianco injury, it makes sense that he's up there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think this is, a, I mean, like, as I've been, I've been saying all month long, I think this defense core is a, re- is a pretty solid defense core. And I think you can put, you, you can li- pair up any of these people and, um, I think they'll pair up nicely with each other. Yeah. Uh, I would say that uh, Vlaslav Provenov is one of the players that I've had my eye on throughout the, the preseason. I think even he did the the rookie f- scrimmage, the black and white scrimmage, um, going all the way back there, um, just as a player who um, who didn't need to do any of that, but came in wanting to show that he was ready for an NHL job. He was going to do whatever it takes. Um, I appreciate that mentality. Um, same. There's no real surprises. I think these are kind of the players that we expected to see. And they have a potential to be pretty good. Um, this is a, a very interesting mix. I don't think the Coyotes have the best defense by any means. But um, they should hopefully be able to match up well and keep games competitive. Yeah, it will be it, it will be interesting. Um, you know what's interesting about Provenev too is I was having a com- this the same conversation I was having with uh, you know people at a Roadrunners game. Um, they're like talking about defensemen. I'm like, um, and they and, and they said, oh yeah, Soderstrom's gonna make it. I'm like, no, but uh, um, I think Provenev is gonna take his spot. And he's like, no, I don't think Provenev's gonna make it. I'm like, you don't. <laughs> like you're. I'm like interesting. I think you're the first person who's. I've heard say that, yeah. um, and um, and looks like he made the final roster. Um, and I would say, good... like, yeah, definitely, he um, he is a physical defenseman. Like he like laid out some big hits during the preseason and during the rookie faceoff. So I think the Coyotes really could use that because looking at everyone else, uh, Tim and Soderstrom. I mean, maybe Labushkin, but Gossespair, Chikrin, and Strowman, they're not like necessarily going to be throwing the big bodies around. Um, and the Coyotes could definitely use that, someone to like clear out the crease. Um, so Provolinev seemed like a really smart choice to just have um, kind of, if the team wants to be a little bit more hard hitting, he's going to be the guy you want on the ice. Absolutely. One if um, one thing that this this level of de, um, that these seven defensemen help me confirm is that they're it just clears one more hurdle for the bear pair to become a thing. Yes, we we definitely have the potential to see the bear pair. Um, I'm not sure how much they skated together during preseason. They had what one they... game together in the preseason. Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw them matched up. Uh, I don't think they're going to be a regular fixture. No, they won't be a regular thing. But if they, if, but we let it be known that the Locked On Coyotes podcast will be on Bear Pair Watch all season long. Yeah, I, one of the real like unfortunate things with the with the defensive pairings being what they are is it was really tough to kind of predict what these like they did. Pairings. They did different D pairing every game. I think. Yeah, there was like a lot of like scrambling around. I think the only two players that I didn't see playing together during five on five was Chikrin and Gostaspare, just because you don't necessarily put them on the ice together unless it's like two minutes left in the game and you're down by two. Um, yeah. No, that that you, 
I mean, that is like, um, and I'm going to use a reference, you know, go, you, you know, from, you know, being a fan of the Sharks. That's like trying to put together uh, Eric Carlson and Brett Burns in the same line. You just don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Unless the game's already lost and you just are putting like everyone on the ice to kind of like get that last minute goal. You're not really pairing them together. But I mean, we saw Labushkin move around a lot. We saw Timmons move a lot, run a lot. Um, we saw Strawman move around quite a bit. So it'll be interesting to kind of see like what the Coyotes decide to do with these and what the, the pairings become. Because you don't want to move players around too much. You want to make sure that they have a chance to build chemistry, all that kind of fun, fun stuff. And yeah, I'm trying to think um, out of like, let's say, uh, like Provenov and Timmons, the young guys, who they like, who their most like most likely pairing is. I can see Timmons with Strawman and Provenov with Shikrin, mm. or Provenov with the Bushkin. See, it all kind of depends. If you want to maybe try and capture that, that what uh, Chikrin and uh, Golagoski had, where it's like that younger player with the veteran. Um, which I think worked really well for Chikrin. Uh, I could see Chikrin going with Strawman. He seems like he's the player who was kind okay. of brought in to be that. Um, but but again, I'm not sure. Like he seems to be playing like pretty good hockey. Maybe you can throw like someone like Connor Timmons there, um, and then just have like a very dynamic top pairing. Um, who knows? Uh, it'll be like I said, really curious to kind of see how uh, how Turnier decides to to run his lines and run his pairings. Absolutely. It will be really fun to see how exactly this goes. Opening day roster, once again, finally put into place. And I'm excited to see what the Coyotes team can do. Um, as excited as, as any of us can be, because, you know, we know this, this season is not going to be the best season for the Arizona Coyotes in the most, in, in, in trying to make it sound the most positive way possible. Yeah, um, it's a it's going to be one that it's going to be a a season that people watch for the future to watch for like individual storylines. But let's be honest, Coyotes fans have been here before. Um, this is not the first tanking that they've done. This is one of the more complete ones. But if you've been a fan of this franchise for a while, you're used to kind of watching them lose. Um, although here's here's one thing that I will say that will keep things positive is if the preseason can tell us anything is yes, this team will probably like, even though they won all the preseason games, but they'll probably lose a lot of games this regular season, but they will stay competitive. Yeah. And I mean, it may even be exciting too. Um, like losing is never fun, but it's not like the coyotes were playing boring hockey. And that's um, why I mean, <laughs> boring hockey. Like I love that reference. Um, <laughs> But I mean, and that's I mean, isn't that the kind of point of trying to keep butts in your seats, having an entertaining product? Obviously, winning is an important thing, but in an entertaining product is the most important. Yeah, yeah. If if fans are like happy to go and just be like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a good time. The team's probably not gonna win, but I will, you know, be in that fan environment. Uh, I'll see some of the future, especially like after like the trade deadline when when the coyotes i'm sure are going to bring up players like hayton if he hasn't been brought up yet or um social bring him back um it'll be interesting to see i think 
every fan is going to have to find a reason to watch. And the team has really done well in, you know, giving people reasons. Um, it's not going to be for wins, but there'll be something for you to enjoy. Absolutely. But uh, I think on that note, I think we're running out of time here on this episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. So we will go ahead and end things. Hope you guys enjoyed what you heard. If you did, don't forget to leave a review, a like, a comment, depending on where you are, where you're listening. Once again, we are available everywhere you get your podcast. Also, don't forget to subscribe because, you know, you can subscribe on our YouTube channel or any of the podcast platforms to know when a new episode drops. Um, don't forget to interact with us on social media. We are at LO underscore Coyotes. I'm personally at Robbie on 01. Carl Pavlik is at Carl Pavlik FFH. Um, and interact with us. Ask us a question. We may answer them on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Anyways, that's it for today. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on.